Hello and welcome to the Natty's Podcast. My name is Jared Grunewigen and I am once again joined by Andrew Durham. What up? I don't fly just aces now. <laughs> what? I know. It's Tonight. been a little bit since you spoke to me, but I've changed. I've turned over a new leaf. <laughs> wow, good for you, Andrew. Thank you. Broadening my horizons. Tonight we are joined by a very special guest, D. Yoon of the Fly Better Podcast fame and Galaxies Marshal or Head Judge. What do you? What title do you go by there? Uh, hi, guys. I still go by, I guess, Marshall, uh, although uh, technically FFG has retired that term, but uh, it still I, works. I do declare Sheriff <laughs> D is in the building. I'm going to deputize, y'all. <laughs> How are you doing, D? I'm, uh, uh, <laughs> my sleep is all wonky uh, after uh, judging on uh, – on a war, was it Warsaw time uh, last, yeah. last weekend? Oh my God, Warsaw time! <laughs> and in uh, not too many hours, just a, just a several hours, uh, I'm gonna have to get up again for uh, Dallas time. Uh, Mustafar is about to happen. Yeah. Um, so thanks for having me. We we all know the Fly Better podcast is just utter trash. So I I, I agreed to jump on today. Uh, to I wanted to check you guys out and to sabotage the competition. That's fair. It's very fair. Nothing like I, an American coming along to sabotage the friendly Canadian podcast. The, Canada's number two podcast. Number two podcast. What, is, what other podcasts in Canada are even existing right now? Well, we have the Sea to Sky. No, we don't. <laughs> no, we don't. No. No, we don't. Oh, okay. Have you seen on their thing? It like says... Like, Shots the last fired. Time they po- last time they posted was like seven months ago. I, I love Sea to Sky. They're absolutely amazing. But bring it back, boys. Come on. Like, you're slacking. Seriously. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Um, so we're the only Canadian podcast. Being well, the fact the, that we're the only one, can that can we proclaim also, ourselves to be the best? We've got... We've got... You can't forget about Bruno. Uh, well... Yeah, I guess I could. But is he a podcast, an X-Wing podcast? I mean, he does all those challenges. Yeah, but it's not X-Wing. I mean, it's X-Wing related. That's fine. He could be up there. He's got a really cool keyboard that makes different sounds. And he (laughs) technically beat you in the the championship there. So you are not the lore master of Canada. You got a number two. Oh, jeez. That's fair. I'll take number two, okay? At least I had some correct answers. Yes, Andrew just doesn't know any Jedi, and therefore. Oh, didn't ca- win. Canadian smack talk is so polite. <laughs> I had to freaking I had to spell whatever. Who tell me? Sacy. Sacy Tin. Okay, how do you spell Sacy Tin? D. How do you spell Sacy Tin? You're on the you're on the audio uh, right now. S A E S E E T I I N. I believe he's correct. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm not even. I'm on Yasmin <laughs> now. <laughs> if he's correct, he's. I he's really way hope he's correct. Um, say it one more time. Don't I'm you gonna, look it up, D. Nope, nope. I'm going to go with S-A-E-S-E-E-T-I-I-N. <laughs> you jerk. He is correct. <laughs> he is correct. I've, I've used I, uh, uh, that uh, that uh, particular uh, ether sprite quite, quite, a, quite a few times. I don't fly Jedi. Yeah. I kill Jedi. <laughs> Yeah, that's Andrew, the correct answer. Andrew got yeah. got wrong every single question that was about Republic or Rebels. <laughs> every single one he got wrong, and uh, the rest of us that are from the podcast were like listening and being. It's like, which A wing gives you a focus 
or gives gives a focus token to an ally after <laughs> he boosts or barrel rolls, and we're all like, Jake, 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 and he's like, uh, Arvel? Like, no! <laughs> Jake's a, a meta staple, things. though. <laughs> I only shoot these things. I pay no attention to anything. I know if you give me Empire, First Order, Sis, I could pretty well give you, like, points, names, everything back-to-back without having to look on Yasby. But, but as soon as you come to these other trash factions... No, no, no. <laughs> you still must know the enemy. I know them when they appear on the other side of the board. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we got we it, we had a there was a a competition between the Canadian podcast. I think there was four podcasts represented because then uh, Chris Sheriff he, he's got the lack of focus podcast and he lives in Alberta. So. I think uh, there was four, See, four podcasts on that competition. Canadian podcast. Yeah, yeah and does Bruno he, and does he even do his stuff now anymore? Though Bruno and Chris have been doing stuff together. Oh, that's nice. Look at them getting along. Calling it lack of lore or something like that. I forget the title. <laughs> that's awesome. I, re- you know, when I was on that podcast, that was like the first time that I had kind of like experienced other people in the x-wing community that i had myself like listened to and i felt like kind of giddy getting on there like hi chris so nice to meet you <laughs> like you're like a real celebrity <laughs> it's true that's how i feel that's how i felt when i was getting on your podcast there d and uh, like you and farmer it was like such a like an honor to be on there like just to be able to uh, chat and talk to you guys and i mean prior to that I didn't actually realize at first that you were you when uh, we all were uh, went out to, uh, for eating and drinks and stuff like that in Worlds. I didn't even realize it was you at first. <laughs> I was like, are you? like I knew Dion, um, but I was like, no, no, are you kidding me? D was so close, I could have said hi. <laughs> I I like being buttered up. That's that's fantastic. <laughs> I was probably seething at you, just giving you the side eye, uh, <laughs> thinking to myself, do you know who I am? <laughs> do you know who I am? Well, just consider yourself a beautiful biscuit. All right, I'll butter you. <laughs> oh my goodness! This got intimate. Uh, there's four of us on this podcast, and uh, the the one other guy um, played your son at at uh, Canadian System Open two years ago, and uh, lost. Your son beat him, and uh, afterwards he was like, "Dude, I just played like D Yoon's kid and got wiped." <laughs> that a go, Eli. Way to crush. Worst coast. <laughs> uh, so why don't you, uh, I mean, I'm sure most of our, if not all of our listeners know who you are, <laughs> but not everybody necessarily knows how you got into X-Wing, into this game, oh, there- and like your your experience through this. So why don't you give us a little bit of your bio? <laughs> or what he looks like. <laughs> oh, pl- plenty, <laughs> plenty of people don't know who I am, but that's, that's totally wonderful. <laughs> Um, well, uh, a friend of mine tried to sucker me, uh, into 40k, like, like, serious 40k. I'm like, no, I'm, I'm not, I'm not about that. Yeah, I don't uh, like to join cults. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, he thought he would, uh, gateway drug me into, uh, miniatures gaming. Um, and said, oh, but there's a, there's a Star Wars one, you, you should try that out. <laughs> and so that, that, that was his, uh, dirty plan, uh, my, my buddy Mike. <laughs> Uh, turned out uh, it, it worked in terms of suckering me into X-Wing, but in no way, shape, or form did it translate into other minis. Um, that was back, uh, shoot, like, Wave 2 of 1st Edition. So I'm, 
Wow. I'm I'm mad. I missed out on that. You know, the first couple worlds, the first several worlds. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I fell into that rabbit hole and then uh, started uh, competitive gaming again, which I thought I'd quit. I when I was uh, in college, I, I was uh, on the tour in uh, Magic: The Gathering, that kind of thing. But uh, you know, subsequently got married, had a kid, and life and stuff. Uh, so I put all that behind me until well x-wing came along and uh next thing i know i'm traveling and playing in tournaments and i did the same thing um i did for magic where uh like once i once i realized that uh we're, we're getting serious well we we first formed minox squadron uh as uh just a, a core group of like as a team to support each other um we would uh share our tech and help each other prepare for tournaments and really, the, the goal was to take down as many store championships as we could in Southern California. Uh, and then, you know, we, we branched out a little bit into the regionals uh, around us. And that's, that's how I got started. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, my wife is in the same boat in the, along the lines of where it's like, like I'll tell her like when a new hobby comes along or something. I'm like I'm just gonna dabble, honey. Just gonna, ch- just gonna check it out. It's not gonna be anything big. Two seconds later, I'm like, oh, she's like, it's time to come to bed. Yeah, yeah, I know. I just gotta read one more article and watch a couple of videos. And there's this new strategy I'm working. On. Also, uh, here's a, a lot of people don't connect me with these two things uh, between the podcast and. Uh, the the comic strip I, I used to write with a, a do up with a buddy of mine. Um, if you guys have oh, seen wow. the mistakes were made, X Wing comic strip, that's that's me. That's amazing. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's that's my comic, um, and and I think it it rings true. Like we've all, most of us of a certain age have had that exact same experience. Like no, nah, it's it's a real casual game. It was just the corset. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, super- it's totally fine. <laughs> It's straight up that uh, that comic book meme thing that's always saying it's like, oh, what's that, honey? It's like a spaceship. And the next one over, that's like the guy with the, the rebel pilot hat on, full of with a room of spaceships all around him. Yeah, that's that's uh, that was my comic strip. Um, I don't... Oh, that's the same one. That's the one. Yeah, it made its way. Oh, that is that's amazing. I didn't realize that. That's the one. I I oh, that's so cool. Uh, well, the the credits there are under my given Christian name, David. So that's. Uh... Uh, but, uh, yeah. Um, and then, uh, one day, uh, one of my squad mates, I don't even know how he got in. He was such a scrub. He was so terrible. Like, I, I don't know how he got in my knock. Uh, but some, some, uh, just some guy, some moisture farmer, Ryan Farmer asked me, Hey, do you want to do a podcast? And I said, absolutely not. Next thing I know, here we are. Yeah. Some top of the roof, mouth eating, breathing, <laughs> Uh, moist individual flying fireballs, yeah. <laughs> but but the game is great. Uh, there were a couple of times uh, when I was uh, frustrated at certain various elements, uh, where I thought I might uh, you know walk away from it. But ultimately, this community of X-wing players uh, is just the best. It's just so fantastic. I I couldn't quit. I couldn't quit the people. Um, so gotta keep true. coming back for more. Yeah. This this community is one of the best communities and i mean there's like the odd man or woman out there where it's just like don't fit but i always find that they kind of transition themselves out of the community just because it just doesn't fit the flavor and the flavor is just having a good time playing a great game and getting along for the most part love it 
Oh, and I guess my final form as I continue this metamorphosis, I hit my mid-40s and then uh, I just don't have that stamina to, to travel and play six rounds and stay sharp and competitive. Um, and I've, I've turned, it, like as a player, I, I gradually shifted more into a, a so-called filthy casual. Um, sure. And uh, the, the gentleman who was running our, uh, our, our LGS league uh, moved on, so I ended up taking over, which meant, uh, like, as a competitor, I always wanted to be on top of rules, but even more so now because uh, I was answering to other people. Um, and then now uh, I, I, I play super casually, and and <laughs> I fell into the rabbit hole of being a, a hardcore judge now, I guess, is, is the thing. Yeah, you've really made a name for yourself as a, I mean, in quotes, hardcore judge. I mean, there are some names out there for judges around, but like, D, you're really hitting it home in regards to like the known X-Wing judge. Like if I was to put out there, like like the most common name thrown out there is yours. Um, that was all part of my master plan. I'm actually <laughs> well Perfectly in the executed. in the sense that there are much better judges and and uh, like rules minds than me. Uh, what I've done is uh, position myself as a lightning rod. So I, I take I take the heat. I'm providing a service, really. <laughs> uh, but I get to stand on the shoulders of these other giants who are working out the rules and uh, basically, uh, yeah, I just, I just bug them. Hey. Uh, before I make a mistake, uh, what do you guys think? Uh, so it, it's all a team effort. Yeah, fair enough. And so if something goes wrong, I'm more than happy to, you know, look like a dummy, which <laughs> happens on occasion. But fortunately, uh, I haven't made too many incorrect calls. Uh, I have made several correct calls for incorrect reasons, but I'll take that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a tough role to be in in the first place, too, right? Because mm -hmm. it's kind of like a you-can't-please-everyone's situation sometimes, too, right? So, And you're trying to make a call, like, on the fly, right? Like, and, you know, we had that uh, the infamous Toronto Talon Roll situation, <laughs> oh, right? And, and, like, they're, they're being brought called over to a table to make a a ruling on the floor and at the same time they were also still judging the hyperspace uh qualifier and whatnot and it's like does this and you you kind of just sometimes got to go for it just right away you don't have that time to make those calls right and, and that's and i actually understand why that uh i'm gonna use I mean, it, it was an error, but I understand why it happened because uh, the, the rules reference isn't entirely clear. You have to look at the the, the core rule book where it's explicitly yeah. spelled out like, uh, you know, like this. We think of the RR. And how many judges are walking around with that core rule book? <laughs> I mean, you, you kind of have – well, I advise judges to, <laughs> to have that as well. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we shouldn't need more than the rules reference in, in most cases. So how have you found judging now online? Because you were super, like, right there, ready to go in that little room <laughs> for people to come and talk to. Oh, the judge shed. The judge shed. Go and visit the DU judge shed. Um, do, how do you find judging on TTS comparably to how you judged in real life? Um, so it is different, just like real life play is different than, than online play. 
Uh, the the first thing <laughs> is yeah, you that easily as flip a table <laughs> as you can online. I have <laughs> true, true. <laughs> Uh, the, the first real oddity is that I've been uh, classically conditioned now, just straight Pavlov'd. Uh, when I hear that Discord room entry sound, and it's not even when I'm judging, uh, I just hear that <laughs> chime, that, that, that little sound, and I'm, I'm suddenly reaching for the rules reference. Like, what, what do you need? How can I help you? Uh, that, that's, that's a really odd uh, um, a piece of conditioning and how, how I'm reacting. The, the thing you miss out on is uh, easily just strolling around and watching different games and taking everything in. Uh, you, you can bounce into the individual TTS rooms, but uh, for the most part, you know that, that's not as convenient. So you miss yeah. out on all that chatter and uh, just having, you know, seeing all the different squads like in a in a tight snap, you know, like in a tight mental snapshot around you. Uh, the other thing is, um, I gotta admit, I'm, I'm more technically minded in, in the sense that I, I like things to be as rigorous as possible. So in, in that sense, I'm more of a fan of Vassal, but TTS is, is certainly more presentable uh, in, in terms of, uh, you know, for general viewership. Uh, just mm-hmm. aesthetically, mm-hmm. it's just far and away the, the superior product. But, you know, it has its own little quirks. Oh, does it ever. I launch a Discord missile, and your target lock is gone. <laughs> I had one where I was playing against a, uh, a guy with bugs, and every time I'd bump one of his bugs, my sinker would get the uh, the turret. And so we'd have oh, to always yeah, yeah. remember which way the turret was going because it's like, and sinker's got the turret. Why did sinker? Oh, that's from it's from Gorgle. Okay, which way was Gorgle's turret facing again? Was it facing sinker or wait? I don't remember. <laughs> it was definitely facing to the rear. Yeah. <laughs> so the the issue is that uh, tabletop simulator was never meant to handle such intricate pieces and movement and, and all that. So the that uh, the X Wing dev team for TTS is they've just been incredible. Oh, they're so phenomenal. Uh, but but what that means is that uh, in terms of playing and judging, uh, we have a lot of visual artifacts that aren't necessarily. Uh, accurate to to the micron, <laughs> like you know, the, that's tough enough on um, the like an actual physical tabletop, where you're you're trying to get measurements and, and such and, and arcs without bumping ships and whatnot. Here, the ships stay the same, but uh, depending on latency and, and how you've connected, uh, it, it might be a touch off. So we we've had this rule. the 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 golden rule is that the chat log is correct. Right. Mm-hmm. Now that has actually, I'm glad you bring it up because uh, that's led to th- this last event. Uh, what was it, Ryloth? Right. Yes. Yep. I actually yep. made my first. I, I feel like my first truly bad call. Uh, several uh, events uh, prior, I had called uh, Daniel uh, Leon off the table, and I felt like I had to. And I don't consider that a bad call. It was a tough call to 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 be sure, but. Uh, you know that that happened, and I took flack for it, and I'm I'm fine with that. I can live with that. But Ishok Hemmings was flying a uh, advanced sensors Guri, and uh, he tried to advanced sensors boost off a gas cloud. That I mean, he knew he was on the gas cloud, but it looked like the front was clear. But the chat log said that he overlapped it again, and uh, I I just inflexibly and too quickly. Uh, without really examining the situation fully, uh, said, "Yep, yeah, the the chat. Go with the chat log. It's always we're, we're considering that always cre- uh, correct." 
Mm-hmm. And uh, man, uh, Ashok's been so cool about it uh, because in retrospect, it was clearly a bad call on my part. Uh, so for, for TTS, uh, the chat log is always correct when it comes to figuring out stuff that's in question. But when all the players and the judge, like, uh, I really should have jumped, like, t- taken a, a clear snapshot and taken a clear look at, at the situation and seen that, oh, yeah, obviously, he, he should be able to, to boost off uh, the gas cloud because there's nothing in the front of a ship, in front of Guri. So whenever there's a situation where we're, like, the situation's not in question, then uh, you, the judge should be able to override the chat log. Um, I, I just uh, both Dion and I wanted that rule for uh, these uh, galactic qualifiers in a championship uh, to avoid having these murky like uh, do we do we use the line do we use the chat log do we use the the graphic like so it's it's there have been growing pains uh, but but I think we're we're well on our way I, I think it's it's been a decent experience for. Uh, for the players and everyone else uh, involved uh, in this time when we can't have physical X-Wing. I, I think Dion's done an incredible job, and, and I've tried my best to follow suit. Yeah, I mean, we hit on it uh, really, really early there, D, where it was just talking in a casual conversation about creating an event that encompassed the world, and Dion was well ahead of the game like he was so on top of it and <laughs> you, know, you know what the craziest thing was so smoothly and in talking to my other friends who play different games of the sort and such um they were really amazed at the like how i described the event and how smooth it was and how enjoyable it was and the amount of players that encompassed those events and yet it still ran that way yeah like dion did an incredible job let alone the whole team, mind you, but still. I'm, I'm just, like, a tiny fraction of it. It's it's mostly the the great and all-encompassing Dion Morales. He's <laughs> he's incredible. Could you imagine if he wasn't around, like, what we would be doing? We'd I be think... trying! <laughs> <laughs> we would try! We would really try! <laughs> Thank you for Dion for, for trying so hard, so we don't have to. <laughs> well... The, the fact that I'm on this particular podcast, uh, I, I wanted to ask you guys a question. You, you are the experts in all things natties. Uh, on, on the subject of natties, uh, one Mitchell Hurst, a Fly Better affiliate of sorts, mm-hmm. is currently claiming that natties, the definition of natties, is when uh, you get all of the same results. It could be all hits... Uh, and mind you, like three hits and a crit apparently isn't natties because they're not all the same. Uh, I I dispute this. I dissent. Uh, and uh, my my definition is is that uh, natties or natural results are, are uh, simply dice that are unmodified. And we have this nickname natties, right? So to me, that means when when you get the the best possible result uh, getting whatever you need without modifying the dice uh what, what what's your take i agree with you 110 percent d <laughs> i don't care you know if it's three hits in a crit or if it's three crits or if it's two hits you know if it's all of your dice are are hits or crits and you don't need to modify that's a natty, in my opinion. Uh, Drew, you're you're an ace player. Have have you ever once in your life rolled like four blank greens and gone natties? 
It's it's absurd. <laughs> never, never. Yeah, not a chance. That's just that's just what I cry. It's just like, well, that happened. <laughs> yeah, Natty's in my opinion, same deal. Mitch, sorry, buddy, you're wrong. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, how many games have you played where like you've played somebody, and like one of you has rolled the dice, and it's you know mixed results, but all all paint don't need to spend any focus or target locks or anything and someone proclaims natties like all the time <laughs> yeah like just this past week weekend when we were doing ryloth i had that all the time where my opponent would like roll and it would be hit 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 crit and they'd be like natties all the time yeah absolutely the next and time, it also works, in my opinion, yeah. with evades. <laughs> the next time I roll like all blanks, I'm just gonna yell, "Nat!" <laughs> <laughs> well, considering you never you never use heroic, uh, like, you, 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 <laughs> that would be extra ridiculous. Uh, so uh, it is my it is my personal request. Uh, I, I I politely um, petition the the Canadian X-Wing Embassy to uh, rein in your fellow Canadian and, <laughs> and and to mete out justice. This 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 cannot stand. It's fair. We'll have to bring them straight to the stocks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have Mitchell Hurst. He has proclaimed wrongly, might I say, <laughs> that Natty's hard. <laughs> oh, that's been sticking in my craw for so long. It feels, it feels so much better. Thank you. I know, happy, see? We're just taking the weight off Dee's shoulders. You know, next thing you know, he might even be able to get some sleep. (laughs) So I wanted to shift a little bit now the conversation towards the rules reference. Dun, dun, dun. Uh Because this is is the the area that, uh, in my opinion, and it's just my opinion, but that, like, you do have, you know, some of the most expertise. Like, this is the area that when it comes to listening to your channel – your your podcast that like this is your baby kind of deal and and I don't think oh I say wrong things all the time though <laughs> it's so embarrassing I say wrong things on here all the time as well and I get corrected for it by my I'm my, always my fellow correct Canadians. unless it's the spelling of a <laughs> Jedi <laughs> um, but just with this with this recent rules reference uh, you know the rules reference they they make a lot of changes and personally i appreciate the changes they make almost all the time because they they do a pretty good job of changing wordings and whatnot to make things clearer or make things work the way they're supposed to but this one kind of left left me scratching my head with a couple things and i think (laughs) you're probably the same i think that's that's a fair response to uh that document I, I do have to say that they do. I think they do a tremendous job considering the the manpower they have is is what it comes down to. They, given the resources that FFG, uh, the company provides uh, the developers, they they do a fantastic job. And uh, yes, yeah, so, uh, sometimes some things fall through the cracks. I think it's so funny that sometimes that it's like it feels like they're they're great. The greatest adversary of the of all the, the developers and everything is just the player base. And they're like, oh, thank you very much for these toys. <laughs> I look to break the game. <laughs> oh, as we should. Absolutely. But like there, there were a couple of gaffes like, oh, what what template are we supposed to use to drop concussion bombs? <laughs> that kind of thing. Yeah, or or the the cluster mines. Oh yeah, that's just uh, pro- probably just a, a chapter that we can move on from. Yeah. 
Uh, I, I have personally been uh, ruling cluster mines exactly as they have in the past, and more to the point, people aren't using cluster mines. So uh, a, a lot of the uproar, uh, more often than not, is uh, by players just uh, posting hypotheticals when, when really they have no intent whatsoever to actually use the, the content in question. It's so funny. Sometimes I even like look at hyperspace or wherever like that because a lot of people are practicing right now um, with their hyperspace list. So a lot of people are like, oh, you hyperspace, hyperspace. I'm like, sure, no problem. I'll make a list. And then I was like looking to throw some bombs on there on one, one of my lists. I'm like, oh, right. I can't bring seismic. I, sorry, um, proximity. I ha It has to be cluster if you want the... Huh. No, I'm not going to bring that. I'll just bring something else. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you've done a really good job with stuff like, you know, that your token is now, I believe, <clears throat> clearly defined as to what is your token, what is not. Um, that, that was really an elegant solution to, to the hollow problem. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was perfect. And personally, that's how all the games that I played, whether I was flying hollow or not, like were kind of handled. Uh, like I know when I flew against Andrew, like that's how he played hollow. But it's it was really well worded to fix that whole. That there's no questions now about that. I hate hollow. <laughs> um, I I don't want to. I I don't know if they're actually publicly known uh, other than other than me because <laughs> I'm the lightning rod for the so-called Judge Illuminati. Uh, the, the there are members <laughs> of uh, fellow members uh, judges who actually hate that name. Um. But, uh, yeah, they've done so much work on trying to figure stuff out, uh, just spending so much of their own personal time sorting this stuff out and pushing it to FFG for uh, clarification. Um, and in addition, not, not just judges. Uh, well, i got to credit the European judges as well. But also uh, a ton of the, the more active uh, playtesters. Uh, whenever we get a rules reference uh, update like that... Uh, it's hard to to quantify the impact that our community has on making sure that our product, our shared product. <laughs> I feel so possessive. Obviously, it's FFG's product. Like we have no authorship uh, you right. know, over it. But uh, you know, you know how like Star Wars film fans get all possessive. It's like this is not my Whoa. movie. Like that's nonsense. <laughs> yeah. You know, this, um, this, it's our right, game. Sign the petition. <laughs> sign it to change the movie. It's so it's, ridiculous. It's but our game because you know we're the ones that are are playing it and like breathing a a type of life into it but at the same time it's not our game because it it would exist without us just right <laughs> it would look different right like so it's kind it's of a, a shared symbiotic relationship yeah it's a shared possession <laughs> i I, th I think my my point was just i can't stress uh, strongly enough how many uh, community members who for no pay whatsoever no recompense of any kind, just for sheer love of the game. Uh, just yeah, pour their efforts into making sure we have uh, a strong product. So thanks, everyone. <laughs> you know who you are. <laughs> you. <laughs> I just passed stuff along. Now, um, what is your is your favorite changes from this past rules reference? We here personally did not really go. Through this rules <laughs> reference, you know, in detail, because we we had a big a big break where people were busy, so we didn't podcast, including mainly myself. Um, so, 
Like we didn't really break this one down. What are what are your like I love favorite you things? Big, I love how we're calling COVID the big break. <laughs> well, no, like we we cast in in August, but then we didn't really cast in September. So when we finally did, it was like, hey, we have to go through all of Wave Seven materials right now because we missed it. Hey guys, so we didn't get to the get to the uh, rules reference part portion really. Um, man, so this is a problem I, I often have. Uh, sometimes uh, I initially get rulings incorrect, and I always say, stand by, let me just check it for sure. Uh, because if, if stuff has changed, it's hard for me to remember what the currently correct thing is. Right. Uh, so uh, in terms of this past rules reference, dang. Um, and, I, and I'm also trying to keep out of my mind stuff that I think will be in future ones as well. Right. Uh, so uh, I love their rulings on the sensor buoys. That's the best ruling ever. Oh, so I'm, I'm going to take this on a, a, t- a tangent. I promise we'll get back to the rules reference. But I've been taking uh, a certain amount of flack from the United Kingdom about the pronunciation of sensor buoys. Boys. <laughs> Farmer decided to to cut that baby in half and just go with the ridiculous boys. <laughs> uh, but uh, Canada also goes with the the buoy. Buoy, yeah. Buoy. All right. Yeah. Well, there. That, that. I find these uh, linguistic quirks uh, fascinating. Now, Even how, how could fam- it family. how could it be sensor boy when there's a U in there? <laughs> yeah. Even my extended family, which is from uh, Newfoundland and Newfies out there, uh, they're all buoys. So yeah. I, I mean, when I was growing up, I used to sail little racing skiffs, one man racing skiffs, and you know, the people I sailed with called it both. Like either way, so I'm I don't know how the correct pronunciation is because i grew up calling them by <laughs> both names so i don't know that hollow one was was a well i mean i call it the hollow ruling uh but the, the your token because uh <laughs> there were a lot of people every time uh i make a ruling that isn't explicitly clear you know like just <clears throat> obviously i like to go rules as written whenever available but right. when the rules themselves are written in a contradictory fashion <laughs> Well, I have to interpret that as as a judge, and then it, surely it, it the inevitable. It's it's like a Thanos inevitability. There will be players that uh, get angry with me, but rules as written says this. Like, well, so uh, uh, I, I really appreciate uh, your tokens and how Hollow uh, actually functions. Uh, you know that that's that's a big relief. I, I don't have to justify myself anymore, and and mostly that's what it comes comes down to. Like. At, at a tournament, I can go, well, that's my ruling, and we're just moving on. Uh, but in all the conversations that take place outside, like on social media and, and, and what have you, like it's, or on Discord, it's, it, it can be a bit of a bear uh, arguing. And, and, and I guess that's a trap. I need to stop falling into, into that trap. Um, what's another one? Well, this, how, how do you guys feel about the optional abilities uh, automatically being entered uh, into the queue that's a big one oh um, i'm a bad canadian for that one that's okay jared you can talk about it and then i'll say the bad that'll be mean afterwards <laughs> well i think you and i are probably going to be pretty similar then i think the wording is good in that now you don't have to be like 
you know, say you're, you're using their example with an Aether Sprite with afterburners on it, right? And you're like, I spend a force to barrel or to yeah to barrel roll, and oh, I'm gonna go spend a charge to boost, and like now your opponent can't be like, oh, you didn't say you were going to use afterburners as well. It's like well, oh, that's unsporting conduct. <laughs> if if uh, anyone so think, pulls that, and I'm a judge, just bring me over, and that's a warning point for for not abiding by yeah, the, and, the the spirit I've, of the the game. I've not had that kind of play often. I think I've had that like once or twice, probably once in all of my tournaments that I've gone to, which isn't a whole lot. But like, it's that, that, I think that kind of protects from that kind of stuff. Well, it's it's. But like, uh, sorry to interrupt. Uh, just as a <laughs> now, like now the judge is is uh, kicking in. Um, that's not even technically true as well because you don't pay costs until you you resolve the ability. So they both automatically. Oh, I love that. It's like that now. They both automatically enter the queue. It's mandatory. Right. And yes. it's up to the player uh, resolving them to trigger them in whatever order that, that they desire. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. Please proceed. So I think like it's good now that it's like they both automatically enter the queue. I get to just like I don't have to tell you, hey, they entered. I'm putting both these things into the queue and then being like, now, which one am I going to do first? I could just like I do the one and then I do the other because, well, they both automatically went into the queue, you know, especially with like the way that the queue was kind of uh, changed in a previous one where it's like it enters the queue oh like everything enters the queue at one time kind of deal and i don't know like it's it kind of got the queue got a little weird so i like the fact that now it's like it's just it's in don't question it it's in there however i still think that there are missed opportunities Mm -hmm. I 100% agree. (laughs) (laughs) I don't personally believe that this means that I have to remind you of your... Now, most of the time, I do. But, like, I don't think I need to remind you... I'm going to use the example that came up on the Gold Squadron stream with the Greedo crew on Bosk, where the opponent, Malarus, shot on Bosk and therefore should be allowed to give Bosk a crit, but he didn't do it. And, like, the guy flying Bosk was a, was a good sportsman, and when they when the opponent realized that, oh, I could have done it, he just flipped the card over. But, like, I personally don't think that that's the Bosk player's responsibility, and he should be damaged for not... Now, again, I personally probably would still be like are you going to bosk that but and you should <laughs> i don't think that it, i think that there are still you know missed opportunities yeah th- this is going to take some time to work out in our community so i'll take a shot at it <laughs> so i personally like try to pride myself as like a very friendly player i am definitely open for casual play i love teaching new players uh whenever i have the opportunity um i've done it tons of times i've done like my own demos and whatever i'm very fostering to like a growing community and growing players but when it comes to competitive play and if people want to you know shame me for this by all means that's totally up to you uh it everyone's entitled to their own prerogative but when it's like when there are forced abilities and they have to happen of course they're existing it has to happen that's it there's no question about it however if i call systems phase 
or my opponent calls systems phase. And for example, I've got Vonrick, right? And they turn around and say, um, they say, uh, systems phase, do you have anything in the systems phase? And I, I, I do not respond with saying, Vonrig will be giving a depleter a strain. And we both agree to move into the next portion of our game. That is my missed opportunity. <clears throat> I, I should have, it, it's a may. I don't have to, right? So that anything has a may portion on that uh, that card, and as long as there isn't like a rushed portion to the game where it's like we don't even maybe you know if I oh shoot I don't want them to even know about Vonrick, so I'm not even gonna mention Systems Phase. I mean I don't have any bombs, so I don't have to worry about. It. I don't have anything going on in Systems Phase. So all right, back to dials. Oh okay, sweet. Next, yeah, moving on, moving on. Let's go. Like I'm not gonna try to rush past it, but. Like, well, and that, yeah, and it, that would clearly be uh, unsporting conduct as well. Exactly, and th- and that and that part is hundred percent unsportsmanlike, and that's not what I'm about whatsoever. And I don't incur anyone to be like that. But again, you know, if they you have a may ability, and or some sort of opportunity, an option to put something in the queue, and the phase is directly called out, and you have chosen whether it was purposeful or not but you have chosen to continue beyond that phase uh in my opinion it's done and i will not go like there's a lot of times that i will like i like i said casual bases i will bring up that you have this card or that you have that card and such like that but for example at worlds i played a gentleman very nice guy he played uh i think it was triple jedi uh i spit on him <laughs> um, and uh, not him, just the Jedi. Um, and the and he had sense. And at no point did we rush past that phase. But at no point did he choose. Both of us agreed to continue beyond the phase of which sense could uh, trigger, and we continue to play the game. Now, in my opinion of flying the playing the game, is that if you have something that you could do. And I realize it is a something that you could do as an option. Um, my own particular way to go about it is that I'm not going to openly um, re- remind you of all of your cards. It's I don't really feel that it's my responsibility to remind you of your list. And in doing so, I need to show you the respect as a professional competitive player in this game that you have chosen to not play that uh, th- that optional ability and it is and it is would be um, it wouldn't be polite for me to be even trying to remind you about it there's that is my that's my perspective of it i'm largely with you there's just a really tough spot in there if they're not aware of it if they forgot if they missed that opportunity then then how could that have been a choice yeah well that's that's the accident part in it that in my opinion like if you play a list you you work really hard to know what your list is and everything like that and yes you know after you're in like your fifth round or your sixth round i the fate as long as the phases are all called out and you are offered the opportunity to make any choices within that phase, and you choose openly not to make any choices in that phase, and you move on, then I think it's fair game. So I'm, I've been all over the place with this myself. Um, and this goes back to uh, when... Uh, this, was it is it the core rule book? I can't even remember how far back it was in second edition <laughs> when uh, the rule stipulated that every ship must engage. 
Um, so f- to me, what that meant was if if my op- like, this is me as a player, right? If mm-hmm. if my opponent yep. forgets to shoot with the ship and moves on, like, and I'm in no way am I ever going to rush a player. But let's say he has an I six, but then chooses to shoot with his I five. <laughs> Uh, and then uh, moved on to uh, we subsequently move on to uh, <clears throat> all our other ships. Then, well, you know that ship it it was mandatory that it engaged, but not mandatory that it attacked, right? So to me, mm-hmm, I felt right. like that was a missed opportunity. And it was when I was uh, judging down in uh, Argentina. That's the way I ruled uh, a game, and I got just lambasted uh, because <laughs> I guess yeah. I was just out of the loop at that point. I, I wasn't. Uh, aware of how the, the consensus of like how uh, the, the judge community had decided on it, which was that both players must acknowledge that that ship has engaged and chosen to attack or not to attack. Um, so personally, at the time, like I still felt that I was, you know, I, I had my own personal feelings about it. So mm-hmm. uh, technically, I'm dissenting, but. Um, you know, same team. We we need a consistent experience. So I was perfectly, I don't know about happy, but uh, more than willing to enforce that in uh, any future uh, events that I uh, was judging. Mm-hmm. Um, but it it continued to rankle at me because that meant, well, does that apply to the perform Everything? action step? <laughs> yeah. Because okay. it's like every ship. I mean, it's mandatory to get a perform action step. They don't have to take that step to you, you know, to perform an action, but they get the step. Does that mean we need to like rewind if it, or you know go through all those uh, same manipulations like to, to fix the game state? Um, huh. And then now, so I, I was pondering that for must have been the better part like over a year. Uh, and and then now with this update, hmm, I. I, I totally understand where both of you are coming from, and we we do have to work it out in terms of the the judge community until we're all on the same page. Uh, at least the the premier judges, because there's so many times like that I've taken Vonrig, for example, and we've gone past the systems phase. Is Vonrig just the easiest one for me sure. to call it? Just because it's I so use easy to so forget often. Right? It's so easy because it's like a weird thing that you're like, but sometimes it matters a lot. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, you move on from it. Um, and then you, you, I, I, I don't feel like it would fair be fair to my opponent for me to have turned around, you know, when we're engaging and we're past all the actions that everyone has done and all the movements that right. anyone has ever done. Then for me to like, oh, shoot. Oh, can I still put a depleter or a strain out there? Because how do you roll back to that? So it's it's the old rebel captive question. Um, because if once you've moved on, the game Terrorist state captive? has. <laughs> do, do you ever, uh, yeah, I can always forget. Like there there are players that are new newer to the game that have only played second edition. But rebel captive was uh, first ship to shoot at uh, a ship that has rebel captive gets a, a stress. And mm-hmm. it's a mandatory effect, and people would forget about it all the time, like the attacker and the, you know the player who even brought the upgrade. And then ships would move and stuff, and then oh, people would smack their heads and go, "What do we do now?" Uh, <laughs> yeah, seriously. And because it's a must. It is a must, but uh, it's similar to almost like with Sloan's being thrown out there. If you forget, if you 
somebody blows up your ship and you for, and for whatever reason both players are forgetting to throw stress. Right. That's a big change in regards to what's happening if you're all the way down to the final thing shooting. Uh, so we do have the the floor rule. I try to follow the the floor rules as much as possible. Uh, whenever you have those weird game state issues, the you have three choices. The first is to uh, play on, uh, meaning that uh, both players acknowledge the mistake, and uh, I mean, you, you just pretend like the mistake didn't happen because you can't, you know, go back. You can't correct the mistake, um, and and that's that's what would apply to to your scenario. Like clearly, the game has moved on. There's no way to uh, like the dials have been involved, right? Like that yeah. that person, if they were stressed or depleted or uh, strained or depleted, might have chosen to do a blue maneuver. But mm-hmm. I mean, it's well past that point. You can't do anything about it. Well, now that I've seen you've done a red maneuver, <laughs> you definitely should take a strain. <laughs> right. Um, if in, in that situation, I'd, I'd probably wag my finger at, at the both of you and, and just you know say play on. Um, yeah, silly you. <laughs> <laughs> there are other t- so uh, the the second instruction that uh, that they give us uh, in terms of a solution is resolve now. So if you're able to fix the problem, the the incorrect game state, and it doesn't affect anything else, uh, then you can do it uh, out of order or retroactively or uh, so out of sequence. So, for example, Von Rig strained or depleted a character that had no targets and no one was shooting him any help. So, does it really matter? Yeah. So, if it's if it doesn't matter at all for the decisions that have already been made, uh, then just go ahead and do it. Uh, mm-hmm. That's fine. Um, the 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 last solution is to rewind. You just okay. We need to fix this, and we can fix this, so let's very carefully just ignore everything that's happened <laughs> past the point of the error and just redo everything. Uh, it gets sticky. Um, I get there, guys. Yeah. We're going back in time. <laughs> Ooh. And usually there's a player, or maybe even both players, that are unhappy about it. Uh, you're losing time mm-hmm. on the clock. But uh, if, if that's what's necessary to, to fix the game state and it's doable, then, yeah, we should do it. Um, it gets tricky, right? Like we, I, I just brought up the example of the the a, a ship uh, failing to to engage. So let's say a ship has like an I six, right? Uh, just forgot to engage, but it's mandatory that the both players have to acknowledge that they engage. So it gets an opportunity to attack. If it's attacking something off to the side, right, and it's it's otherwise uninvolved, then sure. You, you, you can resolve that now. You just do that attack separately. Um, and it's totally fine. Um, otherwise, you try and rewind it, right? You, you, you try and keep track of, oh shoot, what token was where? Did that guy spend that lock? Did this ship spend its focus? And if you know for sure what the situation was, then you have to rewind and make sure that ship attacks in the proper sequence because it can affect everything after it. Um, unfortunately, maybe the combat has been so complicated that players are unsure, though. Like, uh, I think mm-hmm. I used two focus tokens and an evade. I can't remember if I used it on attack or defense or what ship it was on, even. I don't know what to do, judge. All right. Uh, well, at that point, uh, both of you get a warning and you just play on. <laughs> You're supposed to yeah. remind each other. All right, so all of that was really long-winded, and I, I thank 
both of you for uh, for your forbearance and also for listeners putting up with it. Um, but so going going back to that that rules reference uh, entry. Optional abilities are added to the ability queue automatically when they are triggered as long as they meet the requirements to be added. So we haven't had far-ranging conversations among judges. Uh, I I have had just initial cursory uh, conversations, like real light, with uh, the so-called Illuminati and also with, uh, I I guess I would call him my counterpart. I don't know which one's R2-D2. I think I'm R2-D2. Uh, Chris Mitchell is far more refined than I uh, than I am, and uh, like I'm, I'm more foul mouth like like R2D2. So that's fair. Yeah, yeah I, I'll give it. To, yeah, I, I think my European counterpart my, is, is Protocol Droid, <laughs> Chris <laughs> Chris Mitchell, um, and we are in tentative. So if we reboot him, can he read Sith? <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> oh, I, I, I'm positive he's got a little bit of a dark side going there. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we are in tentative agreement that players should agree on abilities. Uh, so mm, I'm not going to name any individuals over over at uh, FFG, but that also seems to be the tenor of the conversation in terms of... Uh, <sighs> They rarely give us instructions. We're left to our own devices for the most part. Like, we use your toys. Go play. Yeah, yeah. go play. We <laughs> empowered the judges to make calls, so go ahead and make the calls. Uh, but but the tenor of the conversation seems to be in, in agreement uh, that that's the direction we're going. So whether or not, regardless of my own personal feelings on it, I feel as. Uh, as a judge, you know we're, we're stewards of, of the game. Yeah, I get what you're coming from. I, I absolutely think it's it's the sporting thing to do. Absolutely, if uh, we're aware that there are triggers that happen in certain phases, that we must at, at bare minimum acknowledge those phases. Like if both of you are playing squads that have no upgrades or pilot abilities that engage the system phase at all, fine, great, you can go straight from planning to activation. But if a player has a bomb or, or a cloak or a, any sort of system phase triggers, it is the sporting thing to, at minimum, uh, say system phase. And if your opponent goes no, yeah, well, I then I guess that's for now. I do find that reasonable. The ultimate yeah. uh, sporting thing to do would be to. I mean, you guys do it anyway, right? Would you like to decloak Whisper? <laughs> Would you like to give us terrain from this or deplete from Von Rank? Like, if you're about to move on with something, uh, yeah, like, play. I, I love it when I see players reminding each other of their own ability. They, they have they have agreed, right? Not, they, not, not even explicitly, but if they've just tacitly agreed, we are having... We're gonna try and make the this game as as competitive and as as sharp as possible, but we are also going to help each other play the best possible game we can. Then sure, I, I think that's yeah. that's the way we're headed. No, I love it. It's good. It's it's really <laughs> oh. nice because it's always been something that I've thought about and not necessarily always considered like 
like I said, the way I play it is the way I play it, and I try to be as compassionate and understanding, and there's definitely, like, lots of, like, if somebody turns around, like, oh, shoot, I just didn't shoot with that guy. I'm like, oh, well, yeah, go ahead, shoot with that. And I'm very understanding. I'm not definitely a person, if anyone who's ever played me, I'm definitely not that kind of person where I'm like, oh, nope, you forgot it, don't, like, if you have to call it, like, in a second, like, right afterwards, like, oh, yeah, go, like, go for it, but, uh. Disagree. Oh, you're totally yeah, that person. Yeah. <laughs> like, got gotcha but, wing, right? That's, that's yeah, not not a chance. Like if you call, no. if you tell me like right after, especially within reasonable opportunity to do lots of different things, still, then it's like, oh yeah, yeah, for sure, dude. Like let's do it. Like oh no, that was my bad. Like I should have even like thought about it too. But like if I'm not thinking about your squad and I'm focused on what I'm doing, but I'm like focused on maybe lots of other different elements of the game, and we've openly called out a portion of the uh, the phase, and you openly willingly moved on from that uh, that phase making a choice or not making a choice to do something uh i'm not aware that you're forgetting per se uh then yeah but i mean it's always i i, I want i still want the best game of x-wing so it's it's just the thing that i've always just kind of gone by just for like my inner competitive nature as well to play a like a fun enjoyable but at a higher caliber play right so so uh, if you if you see uh, Durham oh. across the table from you, then uh, call Judge and I'll I'll uh, <laughs> I'll give him do it. I'll give him a hard warning at minimum. It'll be great. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> uh, yeah, Durham Durham is just the only warnings he's gotten is for his face. Oh God! Oh my God! Okay, D, I'll tell you the you, I'll tell you, you have, the story real what, quick. So, well, what what first first D what uh, you say you have ghosts oh, yeah, in your yeah, dice? He does. What is the opposite of ghosts in the dice? Don't do this. You'll rig my dice. <laughs> he has live people in his dice. Because <laughs> <laughs> whatever the opposite is, that's that's what Durham has. Um, the, the the one running joke up here, uh, a couple guys are like, oh, oh uh, Durham goes and sacrifices a goat before any tournament. <laughs> because he seems to roll so well. And that, that was, I believe that was even mentioned on your podcast this week. Durham got another <laughs> shout out as the guy was like, no matter how many times I hit him, he rolled that number of V. No, so, no, no one noticed. <laughs> uh, just as uh, an explanation, when, when I say ghosts, that doesn't mean my dice have been bad necessarily. Uh, it, it means that Eli has rolled something like 18 natural hits or crits in a row. Or... Or yeah. the dice, even though if you if you look at the record after the match, because uh, we, we had that spate where we were tallying uh, our exact uh, uh, variants, uh, the, the ghosts can still apply because if on every critical engagement, uh, Eli got exactly yeah. what he needed to devastate me, like barely, <laughs> that the, the collusion... Of, of the ghosts in both sets of dice or the same shared dice like there was no solution though no matter no yeah and i did this so scientifically right i used my dice i used his dice i used dice cup i used no dice cup <laughs> and uh he's afraid of the dice cup now by the way because uh apparently the the collusion though is, is sometimes in my favor the his damage deck ghosts love me so that's okay. what I mean by ghosts. Just uh, outrageous, astonishing results. <laughs> like, just uh, totally game-swingy stuff. So, yeah, uh, yeah. Durham's 
dice could have poltergeists in them as well. They're just conspiring with everyone else's. <laughs> no, I like living people. <laughs> um, okay, well, this, here's how the story goes. They, and they live in the little bubbles. They live in the little bubbles. In the little yes, bubbles of exactly. FFG dice. It's like it's like Horton hears a who, but Andrew Andrew hears Andrew hears little people in his dice. Um, so anyhow, and I will I will go forth and say thank you to whatever higher powers bring me good dice. I will always be humble in whatever I accept with the dice that are rolled. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, but uh, but yeah, no. So I I roll. I sat down at a table and a, a gentleman across me. This is in real life, and this was about a, a year and a half, oh, two years now. I don't know how long it was. Long uh, it was just, and, just uh, like a, like last summer, summer twenty nineteen. Oh, it seems so long ago, <laughs> like fourteen months ago. Oh, pre so, pre COVID feels like a, yeah, another right. millennium. It does, yeah. So anyhow, regardless, I sat down and he said, "I know who you are. You're Andrew Duro. You have really good <laughs> dice." So, I was like, has, oh. has anyone requested, like, demanded that uh, they share dice? Well, well, hang tight. Hang tight. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like, I want to share dice. And I said, oh, that's not a problem, dude, whatsoever, not a problem. So I take my dice and put them right out on the table, and he uh, does the same. And, he's, and um, so when we go to do our first engagement, um, I go to grab my dice to roll dice. And he says, what are you doing? I was like, oh, I'm just, uh, I'm just about to roll dice. He's like, yeah, but we're sharing dice. I was like, yeah. And he's, uh, he's like, no, I want you to use my dice. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh, um, I like, I like, when it comes to sharing, dude, like, I just like him for. I'm like, sharing's totally fine, but usually it's like an opportunity to either person to use either person's dice. It's completely open and okay. Um, he he wasn't too sure about it, so we called the judge over. I said, yeah, not a problem. If you have questions about it, not a problem. So we called the judge over, um, who is our, I mean, still our Canadian national, national champion, champion uh, Calvin Lau, such an amazing player. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, but anyhow, he he came over and he just said, you know, so. Uh, Andrews welcome you to use his dice and you say his dice are really good so that's <laughs> that's that solves the problem right and he's like well I guess what whatever right off the cuff so that's fine we move, we move on and, <laughs> but, and then at the end of the- but my ships have low agility the the greens won't bail me out the same way <laughs> I have heard that argument <laughs> It is. He did fly vultures and and and, and mall. Um, so anyhow, he, he at the end of the game, he did call uh, the judge over once more to have my dice inspected. Um, <laughs> and um, and they, there was to found no tarnishing of the dice thank i would never ever dream of it but it was just kind of a funny situation so it's kind of been like a joke now for now on be like you know like uh let me check those dice and everything like that even cameron murray uh another incredible canadian player um known for his boba fan if you ever get the choice of flying something oh, else and not against his boba yes. fan don't don't fly his Boba Fen because ridiculously incredible player with Boba Fen. Um, so he, when we played at uh, Worlds, he threw we he offered the idea of going to play on uh, on stream. Um, and he's like, because one of two things are going to happen: either I'm going to show the rest of the world how ridiculous Derm's dice are, or I'm going to show him that gods bleed. <laughs> 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 and congratulations, buddy! He knocked me out. It was such a great game, but it's so good. Um, I have uh, two, a couple more questions for you. 
First is one uh, is a rules question again. Uh, my question is the interaction between Hollow and Muse. Can Hollow throw a stress token to a ship and Muse choose that same ship to remove a stress token? How does that enter into uh, Let me bring up the cards real, real quick. Off the top of my head, I don't, I don't think it works. Let me just make sure. Hollow and Muse. Oh, beginning of the engagement phase and during the engagement phase? At the well, start of the engagement phase, Muse may remove a stress token from a friendly ship at range 0 to 1. Uh, well, because hmm. Muse... Oh, yeah, and then Hollow's at the start of the engagement phase, too. Muse says at the start, you choose a friendly ship. And then if you do that, ship removes one stress token. So when That's does, interesting. <laughs> so that is my question. Is it like I choose this ship, I throw that I also choose that ship with hollow, I throw the stress with hollow, and then I make Muse pull that token. So uh this has confused me as well. Um but uh in in terms of uh, after FFG updated the rules reference uh to to handle Abilities and mm-hmm. uh, how they enter the queue. Uh, th- there are two things necessary for an, an ability to enter the queue. Uh, they must meet the requirements. So if if there's an if clause, right? Like if X, then you may do Y. Uh, if that if isn't met, it can't enter the queue. For so here's an example. Let's say uh, Anakin Skywalker uh, Jedi uh, ha- it has uh, afterburners. Right, uh, or the or the droid that uh, gives him an R four P one seven. I want to say yeah, R four P seventeen. Yeah, after executing a maneuver, let's say it's a it's a it's a red maneuver like a, a K turn. Uh, there are th- multiple things trying to enter the queue. There's uh, fine tune controls trying to enter the queue. There's Anakin's ability trying to enter the queue, and then there's R four P seventeen entering the queue. They're all trying to enter the queue. Fine-tuned can enter the queue, but will fail because he can't take that action. That's fine. Well, if he could clear the stress, he could take that action, right? So it, it enters right. the queue. R4 P17 enters the queue, but if Anakin does not have a ship at range 1 or in bullseye, because that's the if clause of his ability, it right. simply doesn't enter the queue. So you can't... Let's say you don't meet that condition. You can't uh, afterburners uh, and then use Anakin's ability to remove the stress. So that right. just look for those ifs. That's a really big deal. So so that is my question with this card, because this card says choose a friendly ship uh-huh. at range zero to one. <laughs> uh, the if is mm-hmm. if you choose, and the then is then remove a stress. So that's where like <laughs> is so is it <laughs> is it that you need to choose a ship with a stress on it? So uh before I answer that question, the <laughs> the other thing that's necessary to enter the queue is you must be able to pay the cost, and that eludes uh, a lot of players as well. So to answer your question then, now staring at, at these uh, specific cards, uh, they're both at the start of uh, engagement phase. Uh, Hollow's ability enters the queue. Muse's ability does get to enter the queue because the ability's uh, resolution is to choose a friendly ship and to remove a stress token. Does that make sense? Uh-huh. It it, do, okay. it doesn't mean uh, if there's a ship at range zero to one uh, that is stressed, <laughs> then and, and you choose it, then uh, that ship. <laughs> I'm trying to word it in the way like the the right. counter example is um, 
the classic uh, Ketsu Terok trick where you tractor Terok right. at the start of engagement to arc dodge and to trigger his ability. Right. Um, that works fine because there are no requirements. Uh, so you just uh, put them in the queue in the order that, or resolve them in the order that you desire because uh, they both enter the queue. In this case, both Hollow and Muse do successfully enter the queue. Okay. So, like, cool. in this example, Hollow has a Omega Squadron guy oh, man. at range two. <laughs> Muse has, a, has the same guy at range one. Hollow can throw the stress. And Muse can choose that guy and then remove the stress. Correct. That that totally tracks with me. Oh, he- heaven help me if I messed that up, but I don't. I think it's airtight. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. But um, the next one we had on uh, it was a question on our Discord when I said that a a uh, what did I say world class judge was coming on the podcast. Oh dear. Was oh god. How does Bosk go against Grievous? Uh, so, Bosk Pilot Bosk Crew? Cr- Bosk uh, Pilot Grievous Crew. Bosk Pilot. <laughs> you know, <laughs> here's, here's where I got to give a shout out to uh, another uh, Canadian. Oh, s- s- Rathos. Yeah, thank you. Thank, thank you. you. I mean, I, I, mean <laughs> I got to maintain the public uh, kayf- you know, the kayfabe, but uh, yeah, I, ha- I hate you, you rat dirty bastard. But uh, yeah, he's, he's an amazing fellow. All right, so Bosk reads, uh, after you perform a primary attack that misses, if you aren't stressed, you uh, must get stressed to perform a bonus primary attack against the same uh, target. Bosk pilot? Bosk pi- pilot. I was reading Sorry. crew. See, this While is what happens. While you perform a primary attack, mm-hmm. after the neutralized result step, you may spend one critical result to add two hit results. And gotcha. The- so after neutralized results. Yes. And we're talking Dooku Crew. Uh, Grievous, Grievous Crew. Grievous Crew. Okay, good. Grieve. Which he is while you defend. After the neutralized result step, if there are two or more hit or crit results, you may spend one charge to cancel one hit or crit result. Oh, my head is spinning. Ha! <laughs> uh, okay, this is one of those things where I go around in a circle a few times. Uh, why don't you guys uh, discuss it while I work it out for, to my satisfaction? <laughs> well, so uh, we had our, our local marshal jump on, and he was like, hey, guys, I am, you know, I'm the marshal on these parts, to quote him. And he says his interpretation is Grievous Crew versus Bosk depends on initiative uh, because it would be then whichever player. Oh, whoever's first player is what you're saying. Is what he's saying. Oh, okay, okay. So you're saying, yeah, yeah. So Bosk was first player, does the thing first, then Grievous cancels. But if it was Grievous first, We're... then Bosk can do it after and can't cancel. Yes. Yep. So is it that way, or does it go based on defender? Because it's after neutralized results step. After neutralized results and before deal damage. Uh... So d- does the defender mod first, or is it initiative-based? Mm, that's or, weird. Yeah. Spending is a mod, but this is clearly happening out of the standard mod uh, modified dice uh, step. Ooh, spend charge to c- canceling isn't... Welcome to another round of Stump the Judge. Yeah, Here we are at D-Unis. <laughs> canceling isn't a modification. Um... Man, that is obnoxious. 
I, that is obnoxious. I, I'm I, so glad it hasn't happened. I think that's a reasonable interpretation of the rules to to go by player order because they're it's the same timing uh, trigger. Right. They're both trying to happen at the same time. Um, the only difference is that Bosk's ability is a dice mod, whereas Grievous isn't. Uh, having said that, uh, I, I think it's reasonable to just do it in player order. That was a that was a tough one, Jared. Holy jeez! That that <laughs> is a that is not mine. That is thanks to yeah. uh, Countess Ryan out of Australia. Oh yeah, Ozzy, Ozzy, Ozzy. I'll, uh, I'm making a note of it right now, and uh, I'll uh, consult as well. We'll tune into the next Blackpack <laughs> podcast. <laughs> So um, did this so actually I'm, come up? <laughs> I'm assuming. I don't know if this came up. He just uh, he just asked. Interesting. So, um, and then uh, I'm gonna go. Th- there may be couple. some arcane, esoteric uh, little, little tidbit in the rules reference that governs that, but uh, just just staring at the the card text and the basic uh, timing window of uh, attacks, I think that's reasonable. Uh, so just to end out, we're I'm gonna I want to throw a couple more of. Uh, you know, softball questions at you kind of deal. <laughs> oh, jeez. More softballs. Those were softballs, D. No, no, no. Those were hardballs. Now I'm going to oh, throw a okay. softball. Those are hardballs. Favorite X-Wing faction? I know that you are a collector that you get everything, but what's your favorite faction? Is is this to play or in terms of, uh, like, th- thematic? Why not both? Um. Well, to to play, it's it's always been Empire. I just, I just have a, an, an affinity for that faction identity. Uh, <laughs> Eli accuses me of being a, a space a space fascist. Eli's my my boy, <laughs> yeah. um, and that's not the case. Uh, but I just I've always loved like Suntir and and uh, Whisper. I mean, those two in particular have has always been a favorite of mine. And, and the Lambda Shuttle has just gotten me so much loot over the course of the game that uh, it's it's my favorite. It's it's the one my heart longs for. Um, my favorite in terms... But, but the problem is, right now, Empire hasn't been in the best place competitively, particularly in hyperspace. Yeah. Um, you've got a couple of... I mean, in Extended, really, if you're not using Sloan, you're probably doing it wrong. I mean, you've got a couple other, like, really good options. Uh, but uh, I feel like you're... you you're, you got a bit of a, a an uphill fight. So... If I'm trying to be super competitive, I, I don't want to handicap myself in any way. I, I want to bring uh, the most efficient or the most, you know, powerful uh, squad I can. Dang, I don't know what uh, my current favorite is. What am I having the most fun flying right now? I think I think it might be Republic because uh, I, I do love. J- no, it's First Order, right? Because ah, there you go. Because <laughs> it, it scratches that itch. Uh, with in terms of uh, being empire-like, uh, but yep. but I'm just in love with Kylo. He's just so crazy good. So um, good. I, I I know, like uh, you know, our, our good friend Mitchell Hurst is, is like uh, F O's not in a particularly good place right now, but I, I feel like that crutch of of Kylo as as a building block, uh, you you can find solutions that 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 take you up there. Yeah, like I le- I've legit like flown Kyla for hours upon hours upon hours, and he just doesn't die. Like <laughs> knock on wood, it, like it, killing Kylo is hard. It, it. Mind you, I did kill Kylo with my secret Ninja Turtles list in two engagements. 
The secret. In, the secret Ninja Turtles. In, in fact, um, I'm so... Who was it? Let me look up who that was real quick. Not, the funny thing is it's not even a secret. I've posted a list of a bunch of different stuff. <laughs> Including the GSP Roger Roger like talk about the uh, sis, but I don't think anybody's noticed it, so it's fine. Oh, so uh, Mark uh, Warrell just at uh, Ryloth just now uh, made he made the top thirty-two was was actually sixth in Swiss with Von Reg and Kylo, just those two. Oh yeah, and, I know. I wish so I could see that game because man, so it's such a varied. I mean, I know that there are some key people out there that really hate the idea that 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 list did well, but I'm just so happy because that list is hard. So difficult to fly. That is so hard. It that it can be. A, um, it can. You be, get yes. the right matchup though. Uh, so, like, I had this in I had that duo in my dragon notes, uh, my dragon files, uh, just with different That's upgrades it. on Vonreg. I had a uh, so uh, Mark went with outmaneuver and afterburners. Uh, I had Daredevil and uh, Power Cells, uh, and, and I I, th- I do like Mark's version better. Uh, but w- when I uh, tried the squad out, uh, it, it I was uh, these aren't conclusive numbers by any stretch, but I was two and zero on Vassal, and when I threw it against Eli, he just he just started pulling his hair out. Like there's no answer for a Kylo. I can't. <laughs> his brain is melting wow. trying to block me. But he just or or set up to pin me, and he just can't. Like he's just like this is unfair. So I flew it. I flew it recently because I was like, oh, this will be so much fun. Like an interesting, like uh, like an interesting list that I haven't played before. Um, like I've played renditions, but not just like you said. I haven't played that rendition of it. Um, and I flew. My buddy flew Dengar, uh, Bosk, and Han, and that still sucked. <laughs> Um, because regardless, I sixes and he, I, he has, what does that list even come to? I, I think it comes to like 195, right? Or something like that. Uh, Mark checked in at 189. 189. Okay. Oh, that's it. It doesn't matter. Cause they're sixes and yeah. Kylo's yeah. Just five. That's the, the, sure. the, the, the sixes list still comes to like close to 200. Yeah. And the two, the, between Dengar and Han, uh, was enough to still really make things difficult for Kylo. That makes sense. Yeah. Bosk was manageable. He's the target. He was the one I was always like eating, eating, eating all game long. And I, and, uh, but man, you know, the I sixes, they were still just very there. In, in now, the current meta, there's the occasional Vader, the occasional Wedge, and, and, uh, Dengar. Well, just, just a touch, but it, 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 so it is matchup dependent, but uh, when it when it breaks your way, that Kylo is is just untouchable. Yeah, I agree. If it was all not like if if I if it was all like I fives lower, oh yeah, it'd be, it would have been just fine. Now, uh, who is your or, or what, what? First, let's start with what is your favorite ship in X Wing? Favorite frame, not pilot. Ooh, uh, thematically or. <laughs> <laughs> Both. Why not both? Jared says. Uh, well, you. Oh, I'm, I'm. I'm going to ignore your instructions. This is. This is. This is like the 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 political debates where where they just both go off the rails. Uh, I'm going to. I'm going to name a specific pilot. It's obviously Whisper. Well, I'm coming. I'm coming to the. I'm coming to the pilots. Oh, okay. Um, shoot. Um, fluff wise, like in terms of looks and just what, what I like, uh, is is the Tie Interceptor. It's just mm-hmm. so iconic and, and so freaking cool, mm-hmm. and, and 
and Suntir will never not be great. Um, yeah. War's over, M. <laughs> uh, so I guess that's my favorite frame. Nice. That, was that the question? <laughs> yes. I'm such a terrible guest. Yeah, and then then favorite pilot you said is Whisper. Yeah. Whisper, I mean, I named my dog Whisper. Whisper has gotten me so much uh, plastic acrylic crack loot. Nice. All right. Uh, well, D, thank you so much for coming on and, and giving us so much of your time. Uh, do you have anything else that you would like to say? Any final shout-outs or anything that uh, you think that we missed today? Um, I've... Uh... Well, first, thanks for having me on again. Uh, thanks for uh, letting me ramble. Uh, this is gonna, when I listen back, uh, it's gonna sound painful. Or it's gonna, it's gonna sound painful to me when, when I hear myself just uh, meandering. I have a, have a question for Andrew here. Uh, oh. Pop quiz: What's Luminara's last name? Andali. Oh, that's that's almost dead on. It's yeah. Almost there. Pretty close. Unduli. Unduli. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, that's how we say it in Canada. I'll give you a point for that. <laughs> Lord Master, here I come. <laughs> oh, how about you? Uh, yeah, well, it, you know, I can hear Ryan already be like, "I, I hear you went over, hung out with some Canadians. They let you just talk and talk and talk." I'm gonna let you know it's not happening. <laughs> We're back to business. Uh, Andrew, how about you? Do you have any shout-outs, anything that you think that we missed? Um, no shout-outs. Thanks so much, D, for coming on. And, uh, like, best luck and doing, just continue doing the best, like, the great work that you're doing as a judge. I think you're it's exemplary, even though you may be self-critical. Uh, um, I think you're doing an amazing job along with your team. And for anyone and everyone who's, playing in galaxies or thinking about playing galaxies uh i don't know if it's too late there's a 10 hour countdown but if it's not too late oh wait it'll be definitely too late because this is not coming out until it's in the 10 hour <laughs> but i hope that you all did well and i can't wait to play you all in coruscant because thank you so much to roll downs and Corey. I will see you, and our next match will not be zero to zero and lose to final salvo. I promise you that, sir. (laughs) I like. I've never. I've never seen that. And when I first heard it, I was I, because I have this policy about stalemating, and I was like, do I have to give them hard warnings? What is happening here? Like, nope. They tried. They really we tri- tried. A damage, so hard. Uh, so damage wasn't done, but shields were plinked. <laughs> yeah, well, he plinked one shield off of Ember. Oh my gosh! And and I did almost. Ha- I was like a point of health off of a half of an HMP, oh, so you, and then you, another HMP was like shields down. Another oh HMP my. was like shields down and a hull damage. And it's like I just can't get half points on one of these suckers. <laughs> so damage was done. Oh god, oh. tons of damage. Oh, I'm, I know you want to close this episode out, but in, in that case, if this isn't uh, out before um, uh, Mustafar, what, what, what's your uh, t- uh, turtle squad? Oh, oh god. Okay, well, I will read it off to you. Hang tight. Um, <laughs> so- sorry, Jared. <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, okay, so it's four HMP gunships <laughs> inspired by Corey. Um, it's DGS047. And he has Diamond Boron Missiles, Dark One Probe Droids, Repulsor List Stabilizers, and Munitions Failsafe. 
then Bactoid drone with Discord missiles, concussion missiles, concussion bombs, delayed fuses and repulsor lift stabilizers, two Genocean prototypes, one with Discord missiles, sync laser cannons, repulsor lift stabilizers, and a hull upgrade, and the other with Discord missiles, sync laser cannons, and repulsor stabilizers. Wait, are you are you flying this tomorrow in Ryloth? Or uh, Mustafar? I, I am not flying it oh, in Mustafar, shoot. unfortunately. I am working all weekend. Oh, well, but... well we sh- sorry for asking. Jared, you can just cut all that out then, because no, we no, can no, keep like it a secret. <laughs> I, like I said, I've posted it everywhere. I'm not. I definitely am not. I joke about the idea of keeping it a secret, but I'm not a person who, uh, like, is out there to keep it a secret. He's, I just might he's a podcaster. Sharing sharing his list is what his job is. <laughs> true. <laughs> so true. I am so excited for this. This is done so well. Like when I said, like when I fly, fly aces, there's there's a lot of burden to make sure you're not making mistakes all game long and yes there was some burden here obviously you don't want to just fly aimlessly and you have to consider what you're doing but this list is currently 9-0 I'm looking to keep playing it and playing and playing it to see what it beats it but I am having a hard time seeing what beats it like it is so it's very, it feels very strong I'll bring my M in list yeah, well each each of the so the, the, the each of the droids do some something different um, each of the droids are built out differently. Uh, each of the droids, if you take half on it, is only worth 25 points or so. Um, you get locks, discord missiles, like you threaten close range, you threaten far range, you threaten mid range. Uh, you can't get in behind it because I still have bombs. It's really tricky. Um, th- this list has been taking out a key piece in another person's list. Um, first engagement every single time and I the worst I've done is I lost one HMP and the and the every, that's one of the nine games and everything else has been 25 points or less nice yeah it's it's really good I was gonna say uh, now now that Mustafar has happened <laughs> or it at, has, at yes. least at least the Swiss uh, look, look, at, look at this no cr- bugs were flown weird <laughs> look at this crazy tech that uh that durham used to to make the cut and dominate um <laughs> or yeah. or what 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 a scrub thinking that this was good look look at how he just know, bottomed right? down <laughs> i'm i'm sure i'll bring it like i'll like go like really well beforehand and then choose to be like okay i'm gonna do it in coruscant and then bring it to coruscant and it just gets crushed because i don't know how it responds to um the bugs uh, which is its own problem in the game in the, itself sure um, and i don't know how it responds to uh like malware um coined i guess um and or hask 5sf is another one mm-hmm. like those are three lists i think that it might have a hard time with Corey could maybe provide me with some more encouragement because he feels very strongly about HMP list being able to handle many different things um, and I agree with him um, so yeah I, that, that's the tricky part but it's shown to be so good and the 180 degree arcs is just so hard to get around for aces uh, so it really really eats aces uh, and you can't get behind it I'll drop bombs on I already dropped bomb on Suntir the other day um, and then he was like the last thing. It was Rexler, Soontir, and uh, Grand Inquisitor. And 
the Grand Inquisitor died on the first engagement. No, second engagement, but basically was dead anyhow. Oh, after that. oh this, Rexler, this bomb's right under the shields. It, well, it never. It wasn't the bombs. Mm. He got shot up with everything else because you can, when you repulsor lift stabilizer and the dark one probe droids, you can you acquire a target. You throw three target locks on one ship and you look to try to get a target lock on another that you don't need to fire the missiles with. So you're still getting the one reroll gotcha. with a cannon if you and already end up vaporizing something else and then you repulsor list stabilizers to play that range game really well and it and it's similar to i was talking to bohan lee because we were talking about his model and how they sit in the model because they're not sitting very well in the model but the con- the consideration that they have missiles and then the consideration that they have discord missiles and then they uh, essentially move very similar to phantoms in the or even more like an echo because mm-hmm. you can you can do the side the bank uh, stabilizers you can do the the turn stabilizers you can choose to stay put you can choose to go forward one two three four five if you wanted to um, you have so many positions that you could be in that it's really hard to respond to all of that. On top of that, the hard three stabilizers, like you can back yourself up so far to be able to get those range shots again. And you, you the way you're moving, having discord missiles is super scary for things because it's like this, you're creating range, you're, you're closing in, then you're moving them out again. And it's really hard to make sure that you're not where the discord missile is going to drop, right? Um so there's just so many different things, working pieces in it that make it very powerful. And together, the pieces form a very strong ship where on their own, uh, they're not necessarily as strong. Oh, that cha- And DGS is fantastic. That chassis without upgrades is straight garbage. Yes, 100%. Um, and DGS is great because DGS can take locks on the fly. And, and, get, and pump up other people when they need for more mods. And on top of that, that strain in the bullseye is so sneaky. Because he gives a strain if he just shoots you. If you happen to be his bullseye, you get a strain. Bam, done. Well, I I need to be completely impartial, but uh, I'm pulling for you in Coruscant. Thank you so much. I really, I'm like, I'm super excited. I just happen to be even in it because roll downs for the dream. <laughs> <laughs> like, I couldn't believe I lost like a nine dice to an eight dice final salvo when I rolled two hits. <laughs> Zero zero point scored at time. Come on, dude! Like I'm, hit things. Fly better. <laughs> I know, fly better, right? I know. Like we we tried so hard, and the thing is, is that he definitely outflew me because I made one mistake, and the mistake was he called out full stop, and I was like, oh no, <laughs> I forgot that they could full stop. <laughs> Not again. Won't happen ever again. Next time I consider a full stop, I will stomp on your list, Corey. If I happen to see you again <laughs> in the alley, I will find you. You can full stop your way, and I will punch. If I'm taking Kylo, I will punch him. I will punch your HMPs till they die. <laughs> how how uh, Corey felt about you was how I felt about three of my opponents. Uh, <laughs> I was I flew against Dan um, from uh, Midwest Scrub first turn. Uh, first round, and he was flying Fen Guri. I had four turns where I had two shots a turn, range two, no mods on Guri, like no tokens at all, because Guri had had done its advanced sensors move and was at range two. 
and I was flying. Um, so it was it was four shots with a arc with a focus and a lat with a focus. So the arc was getting the lats like the rerolls from the lat, and he rolled exact number of evades on both his <laughs> fen at range two and his guri at range two for four turns straight. And uh, he had a um, a console fire on Guri, and went seven turns without hitting, without uh, getting it, getting a damage from that console fire. Ended up finishing the game with one health on both of those two ships. Ghosts. <laughs> My last game, I had a front arc attack, double modded with sinker. I had a front arc attack from an arc and a rear arc attack from an arc, both with focus tokens. And I had a shot range uh, from the lat. All of it was at range one. I rolled between my double mods. I had four dice from sinker, four dice from the front arc, three dice, like three hits from the rear arc, three hits from the from the lat. And he rolled 12 straight evades. Oh. Natural. <laughs> So I plinked off two shields on his fifth brother, and he was just like, "Oh, you, you, you're there. I see you." And it was just like, it was not a good. It was just not a good day. Yeah, I, I try to. I, I really should just I drop this terrible habit I have, but I, I try to, at a certain point, start working out the odds of a ship staying uh, on the board, just surviving. Yeah, and it. When it hits over one to ten thousand against, yeah. At that point, I just I, I, I gotta admit I get I get on tilt. I need to yep. improve that about. Actually, my solution for uh, for tilting was to to judge at competitive events instead of playing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Guaranteed, you can't go on tilt if you're not playing the game. Exactly. <laughs> I I definitely got a little tilted, and it didn't help that I hadn't slept since like that was at. <laughs> 11.30 and I hadn't slept since 7 the morning before. Yeah, I was And so I was boat. just like I'm like I just said to my like my opponent I was like, "Well, I concede because this isn't fun right now when I can't like when I've done two shields to you with four really good hits." And then he like yeah, he he halved two ships and uh demolished my lat in in one turn and I was just like, "I'm done. This is I can't win anymore." So I I can't remember the the name of the the event, but uh, the the second one that Fawn Long Along won uh, just recently of the Galactic Qualifiers, uh, the the dice were mm, more than moderately. What's the, what's the next increment? Severely, Se- severely, severely against yeah. him, uh, deep into the mid game. And yeah. yeah, he just I, obviously this was online, so we, I couldn't watch his expression or whatnot. But yeah. but I've seen him in action before at Worlds. Uh, he's he's one cool cucumber. He he doesn't go on tilt. He just stays in it. Just yeah. one turn at a time, plug away what you can, and then uh, eventually the the dice uh, swung back. And maybe maybe they don't swing back for everybody in within the same match. Yeah, but you play in enough events, and uh, you know it, it all works out. Like, yeah, I, I hope everyone I, out there, when I say ghosts, they understand it's uh, it's me being facetious. Yeah. I, I just it, it it arised because I felt like I had a, a run over a, a full season where I had bad, uh, poor dice results. But in retrospect, I also had a season where I had like in, in, 
like everything just always worked out for me. I felt charmed. Yep. So, uh, yeah. And I don't like this time. I didn't feel like I've definitely in the past gone to tournaments and been like, man, I got like I just couldn't roll good. And this one, like I didn't roll bad. <laughs> it was just like my opponents were in god mode. Yeah. God, and like god yeah, mode. the the one like I was I was crushing Gurry Fen. Like they were both on like one or two health for a long time. And then it was just like all of a sudden his dice just flipped on and I just couldn't touch him anymore and he was like range 2 no mods. 3 hits and a crit. Take it. <laughs> and it was like, oh. <laughs> okay. Um, and yeah, it ended with like it was a fourteen point game. It was super close. Uh, my mistake was I probably should have just uh, uh, bailed rather than going for that kill. It was Fen and Guri just looked so juicy with you know one health point each. It was like I just need one to go through. Right. But uh, well, yeah, so it it, was... it may have been the correct decision. It just didn't work out. Yeah. And that that's the lens you need to. Reflect on your choices with not whether it worked out or didn't work out, but whether or not in the moment it was the correct choice that uh, yielded you the highest possibility uh, probability of winning the match. Yeah, and it's hard. We we have these biases that just mess with us. Yep, and it's hard to to do certain calculations sometimes too. Of like you're like yeah, looking back like oh man, I would like 14 points. I could. I was ahead up until that last turn. Oh, if only. But like at the, at the time, you're like not thinking that he's going to half your ship with uh, five five hits from uh, Fen, right? And it's just it worked. Um, and it's all good. Like it was fine. I went to sleep and woke up a happier person. But uh, yeah, feel you. For my own shoutouts, uh, I want to. I want to shout out to to you and farmer thank you uh, very much for the work that you guys have done with the podcast and you know bringing content to the masses i know i've been enjoying you guys for a while um also thank you for bringing andrew the fame he so so oh long for oh my god <laughs> oh well, let's we we gotta make him 100 percent x-wing famous I, I gotta win first so <laughs> His his goal was for uh, was is for the Howard brothers to know his name. So that's that's <laughs> when, still got to happen. But ne- next time I'm with you at a live event, I'm just gonna yell, well, m- "Move aside, make a hole, Andrew Durham coming through." <laughs> oh God, get a little red carpet just to roll it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing your time with us, and uh, I really appreciate that. Oh, you make, you're making me blush. It's it's my pleasure, and I love X-Wing, and uh, this has been great. It's been cathartic. It's been so great to have you. Happy that you enjoyed it. Well, everybody, thank you so much for joining us. If you would like to get a hold of us, please feel free to reach out over Instagram or Facebook. We are also on Discord, and we'll leave a link in the description. We can also be reached by email at nattiespodcast at gmail.com. My name is Jared Grunewagen, and until next time, keep your ship on the mat. We're rooting for you. And as always, just roll natties.
All right, so they, they handed everything off in terms of system opens to Yeti. So that's yeah. one organization. So at, at least <laughs> when you can get a hold of them, uh, you, you get a straight answer and, and you know what you can expect. Uh, with these grands now, it's, you know, every, there there are three grands in, in the United States and they're all run by... Like Nova is established. They're going right. to do a great job. Uh, the Missouri one was, you know, getting off the ground, so I'm sh- I'm sure it's just uh, growing pains. But from it's, it seems like they ran a solid event, so I'm sure they'll do great. Uh, for the West Coast, uh, after uh, we had done the the Fly Better Open and we had proven like it's an unofficial tournament and we we drew people, uh, we we were lobbying FFGOP uh, to to run the X Wing Grands on, on the West Coast somewhere. Yeah. Um, and uh, you know it would have been basically like a nonprofit, or I'm sure we would have ran in the red, it, and that's fine, right? It's just for the community. Uh, but uh, it turned out that uh, they weren't even considering us because uh, they, and understandably, they they wanted all of the Star Wars games to be able to to run in a like a big concurrently, yeah, co- yeah, uh, a big convention or, or some such. So they awarded it to uh, Frontline for Las Vegas Open. And, uh, and they're scrambling, and this is the irony. They they scramble to us like, "Hey, do you, can you can you guys handle this?" Like, sure, Vegas, yeah. let's do it. <laughs> so jokes on you, FFG. It was it was, it was ours anyway. <laughs> like <laughs> for X Wing. I mean, of course we can do it. <laughs> <laughs> like every everything's just so piecemeal and ad hoc. Like it's yeah. it's all jury rigged together. I was so excited for the the Canadian Nationals being in Montreal because so many times it's like Toronto, 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 everything Toronto, and so it's like for the first year it was actually going to be outside of Toronto and off in Montreal and. Man, I was like, sweet, like, get in the car, we're going on an adventure, and we're going to play in Montreal, which a lot of the Canadians coming from Toronto were like, yes, <laughs> this is amazing, like, we're so happy hey, that I... Montreal, different location, and then, COVID. Do, do Canadian X-Wingers drink? Is, is that oh, a God, thing? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, I, I had a tough time keeping up with the Brits and, and the Poles over <laughs> over, in, over in Europe. Uh, like, you, you would have had one hung, hungover judge. Well, we even Frigrant. have one of our guys that is in the PTL, uh, Tim. Uh, he is, like, part of his job is, like, a liquor company or whatever. He's, like, a spokesperson for a liquor company. So mm-hmm. when we went to Worlds, literally, we had bought out um, two houses that were side by side. And both of the houses were filled to the brim with vodka and whiskey and and. Uh, was there sky? I don't know. Tons of alcohol, ton, and then tons of beer and everything. It was like loaded to the brim. Andrew, yes, we need we need an episode title name. I don't even know what we're talking about. D's here. What D you, is here. We'll just that call is... it call it A B C D, and then call it with D E E. There we go. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Brilliant. All right. Invasion of the uh, Greedy Dragon. That works I've... too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a couple of times while I've been speaking now, I'm, I'm so used to Farmer reining me in. I was like, isn't anyone going to stop me from talking now? <laughs> Absolutely not. No, no, no. You got free reign. You you are an unleashed stallion right into the sunset, sir. <laughs> well, 
the, the fact that I'm on this particular podcast, uh, I, I wanted to ask you guys a question. You you are the experts in all things natties. So are we going to have to cut you off there, D? No, <laughs> <laughs> well played. Yes, that's how you do it. <laughs> Uh, so that was all in an effort to, to buy time trying to find which blue parts in the rules reference that, that really <laughs> spoke to me. Um, let's. It's a magic trick. This has all just been a distraction. <laughs> <clears throat> that... What is it? What does it actually read? Um, I should have. Uh, okay, so <sighs> abilities. This has all been a test. <laughs> so, Jared, uh, sorry for sorry. Sorry, <laughs> what's the correct pronunciation? Sorry. So, sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> it sounds different to me when. In, in the Canadian, I don't speak Canadian, so thanks for uh, I mean, for dealing with that. I spent three and a half years in Virginia, so I kind of have a bad mixed up, messed up <laughs> accent there. Gotcha. Well, so sorry for uh, cutting you off so much. Uh, you you often try to get a word in edgewise, but uh, yeah, I get excited, and uh, hopefully, my enthusiasm is what's shared. I edit uh, the podcast. It will take. We're at an hour and a half, so it's going to take me four hours tomorrow. Um, so oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, no, this is this is the life I have wow. chosen. Our podcast comes with guilt. <laughs> this is the life I have chosen. I am um, accustomed to to farmer not even editing things out that he should. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite was for a while. Um, Dion would be like, "Edit hour like one hour ten ten minutes in." And that would be like in the podcast, and it would just like he would have all these like edit cues, and he would just leave them in, and just not go back and edit. It was yeah, it was great. Love it. Um, so I'm not worried at all. 